Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to the 42nd ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I tell you about my life story as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. It is currently February 19th, 2020. I'm recording this at 10.13 a.m. I've rised and I've shined. I'm up early this morning uh, trying to get a lot of stuff done, and I figured Aiden on Anchor would be the easiest to do. Uh, doesn't take a whole lot of time for my end, and it's just a lot of fun. I love recording these. And uh, today's going to be an interesting one. This is going to be a suggested topic by a good friend of mine, uh, Parker, who you may know from Lions Honor Gaming or from this podcast. We did an episode about him not too long ago. Um, and Parker graciously donated to my Patreon. If you go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Productions, you can donate. And by doing so, you get a lot of perks like Discord rewards and uh, being able to suggest topics, not only for this podcast, but for my show on YouTube, Back to the Video Games. It's like $5. Like, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to do that? That's a, that's a deal. That's a steal and a deal. But uh, good old Parker donated to the Patreon. And I'm like, okay, Parker, what do you want me to talk about on A Non Anchor? Anything you want. And he's like, okay, uh, I want you to talk about Skyrim. And immediately... Uh, <laughs> I went, oh, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, to give you guys a little bit of context here, Parker on his channel, Carrie Knight, has been playing Skyrim now for, shoot, two, maybe three years? A long time, basically. Uh, so long, in fact, that he is nearing episode 100 on the series, uh, which is going to be a pretty big moment for him. He's done, like, the main story, a lot of the DLCs and side quests, and he's still going. And I don't think episode 100 is going to be the last episode. Uh, but it's going to be a big milestone for his channel, his first series to get that far. Uh, a lot of episodes to it, a lot of legacy there. And I guess uh, me and him have kind of had conversations about Skyrim. He, of course, loves it. I, myself, don't really as much. And so uh, he kind of suggested Skyrim with the context of me finally talking about why I don't like it that much. Uh, and you know what? Sure, I'll do it. Not only did he donate to the Patreon, which was very gracious and very nice of him, uh, but I'll do it for Parker himself. Uh, he's reaching episode 100. That's a huge milestone for him. I want to celebrate that with you all. Uh, after listening to this podcast, please go check out his channel. Go watch his series as well. Uh, it'll be entertaining, I promise you. You'll enjoy yourself. But with all that being said, um, this is going to be a very uh, personal sort of episode. Um, I'm not really going to be able to give like the bestest reasons for not liking Skyrim. I'm simply going to be giving you my own personal reasons. So I'm just saying that right up front. If many of my arguments are, are flawed or stupid, uh, keep in mind it's been years since I've played this game. Uh, and I guess I should I should start this entire podcast before we even talk about the game itself, uh, just to kind of talk about the history uh, that I have with Bethesda and Bethesda's history with this game in particular because there's a lot to cover there. And it'll hopefully give you a bit of an idea of, like, why I was exposed to this game and why I didn't like it. So, Bethesda, right, uh, a company that's been around for a while, worked on the Elder Scrolls series. The first two entries didn't do all that well. They were old PC games. And then the third entry, Morrowind, was kind of this big moment. Elder Scrolls is in 3D, big open world, a huge game. It was like in development for like several years and it switched engines and all this sort of stuff and it became a monster hit. And so then like Bethesda would just sort of grow in popularity throughout the 2000s uh, with their next game being Oblivion, being even bigger and being even nicer. And then finally getting to Skyrim in 2011, I believe. 
and Skyrim was kind of like the coup de grace of a lot of stuff. Uh, it was even a bigger hit than Oblivion and Morrowind. It got like perfect scores. It was like the AAA game to play in the year 2011. For many people, even a game of the year contender for that year. I've heard a lot of people uh, bring up that argument as a whole. And so Skyrim was kind of this huge landmark title again. It was ported to all the consoles. It's on PC. It would later go to the new generation systems. And it has a huge mod community and community support. And uh, this game's just been around almost for 10 years now. Um, and we only recently got an announcement of the next Elder Scrolls game. Uh, but they haven't really had to make one because Skyrim has just been so successful for so long. Uh, it can even be argued that, that the game Skyrim itself has a bigger legacy than the franchise, the Elder Scrolls, that it's a part of. Like, most people don't know it as the Elder Scrolls V. They know it as Skyrim, right? Um, that's how big of a hit Skyrim was. And, of course, Bethesda would also do kind of a similar thing with Fallout and the Fallout games, 3 and 4. And uh, nowadays, Bethesda is kind of like far from grace with the Fallout 76 stuff and Todd Howard stuff. It can feel like they're a bit of a shadow of their former selves. They're not as big as they used to be. They're not as powerful as they used to be. But, man, during the mid-2000s and peaking at 2011, they were on top of the world. Everybody was talking about Skyrim. Everybody was making videos about it. And, of course... Any popular game, right, would kind of, like, trickle its way down to where I'm at. Uh, I actually didn't start with Skyrim. My first Bethesda game was actually Oblivion. And that had to do with my dad being a PC gamer and liking a lot of strategy games and role-playing games with a lot of uh, choices and elements. He got Oblivion for his computer. And then, of course, me and Ethan, being the young kids we were, uh, watching him play it, getting really invested in it. And then when he wasn't, at home playing it, we would be on the computer playing it. And I don't remember being all that good at it at the time. Uh, I remember just kind of doing like Colosseum battles as a gladiator and then gambling. I remember doing a lot of gambling and then like trying to get a house at like this ship, but it was haunted. So all the stuff would leave and that was annoying. And I just kind of like rambled around in dungeons and fought stuff. I don't know. I very rarely played the story quest is what I'm getting at. I played it a lot like a Grand Theft Auto game where I just kind of went on a psychopathic fucking rage, I guess. Ethan, though, my brother, went on a completely different path. He got hooked on Oblivion and then played Fallout 3 and New Vegas. And then he played uh, Skyrim, obviously. And all this sort of stuff. He has far more experience in these games. And in fact, it, it might have been a better episode of this podcast if I had gotten him on to talk about it. So we could kind of debate it a little bit. Um, but yeah, he's a big, big Bethesda fan. He owns all the games on PC, etc. Played a lot of it. Although I think for him, he's more of a Fallout guy than Elder Scrolls, which is fine. But uh, now that we've kind of gone over the history with Bethesda, with Skyrim, and with me... Uh, getting involved in it, uh, we later got Skyrim on the PS3, that was the first version I played, and then I got it on Steam later, so I have a version of it on Steam as well. And let me just start off by saying I'm, I'm not going to be talking about mods in this episode, uh, while I do think mods are a huge part of PC gaming and a huge part of Skyrim's legacy, it's not really going to impact how I review this game. I'm reviewing very much the vanilla experience, the version I remember playing back in 2011, back in 2012, that time period on Steam and on the PS3. I'm sure the game has improved tremendously since then, and I'm sure the mods and stuff have made it all the more better. Uh, but I don't subscribe to the idea of like 
reviewing a game with all the mods like on it like I'm, I'm i'm more interested in the base vanilla experience that everybody got hooked on in the first place so that there's there's your disclaimer i guess um so with all that being said um let's talk about why i don't like skyrim and again these reasons are going to be very personal to me i'm sure there's flaws in my argument uh, feel free to let me know uh the first reason that I want to touch on. And one of the big reasons that like Skyrim was praised was for its exploration. This is a huge world, right? You can go in a bajillion different places. The map size is huge. And I was a big fan of exploration style games. I like those type of games. I'm a big fan of them. They're epic. I'm hyped about them. And uh, Skyrim got me interested in its exploration. Uh, but there were two problems with the exploration that really like hampered me from enjoying it all that much, especially compared to a game like Breath of the Wild. And it's kind of twofold. The first problem with exploration, the more technical side of it, is you don't have all the freedom and the tools to explore Skyrim like you would with Breath of the Wild. Uh, Breath of the Wild lets you like climb on mountains. You can tackle it from any angle. If you see a spot on the map, you can go to that spot on the map. Just endless free exploration. And you're given so many tools to do that, right? Uh, Meanwhile, in Skyrim, it feels like this game is built a lot more on the combat and the magic and the dungeons and stuff. And you get a lot of options when it comes to that. But when it comes to actually traversing the world itself, it can feel very limiting. If you're walking on foot and you're trying to go up a specific hill or a path the way you want to, uh, it's not going to happen. The game is going to glitch. You're going to get stuck on rocks. You're going to get stuck on spots. You try to jump and you get hit by an invisible wall. You very much have to climb the mountain the way Bethesda intends you to or just abuse glitches to the point where you can uh, somehow cheat the system. And so it just felt like, man, uh, what fun is it to explore if the exploration is going to only be done one way, uh, one specific way that Bethesda wants you to. And, like, you don't really even climb that much either. You're just, you're again, like, walking, right? Like, you're walking and you're running. Sometimes you, like, have a horse or whatever. Like, sometimes there's dragons involved, I guess. But, like, exploration to me felt pretty limiting at the time. And the other reason I don't care for the exploration in Skyrim has less to do with the technical aspect and more to do with the art style itself. Uh, I'd just say up front, I'm not a big fan of a lot of Bethesda's aesthetic visually. I'm not a big fan of like gritty realism games, and I especially don't like it in Fallout. I really don't like it in Fallout. That's been the main reason I've been put off with those games. I'm not a big fan of like the post-apocalyptic style and the way fallout tackles it in these boring kind of muted tones just isn't for me um and i'm well aware of that that's 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 again a personal thing i'm far more interested in the elder scrolls like fantasy aesthetic but even with the fantasy aesthetic they don't really take it a lot of interesting places because skyrim as a location as a as a world that you can explore isn't all that interesting visually uh, at, at least compared to at least compared to games like oblivion and morrowind in the same series that uses the Elder Scrolls and, and uses locations that are far more interesting to me. I like in Oblivion going through the Daedric demon kind of areas. I, I like in Morrowind seeing the big like mushroomy alien UFOs. Skyrim to me just feels a lot like edgy Canada. Like, <laughs> like I could go to fucking Canada and hike if I want to. Uh, very rarely do I see something that's like specific to Elder Scrolls where it's like, oh, this is really interesting. This is really unique. Um, 
I don't know. I just, I'm just not that big of a fan of the aesthetic and the look of the game, and, but that's personal. Again, like if you like it, that's totally fine. For me personally, I don't care for it. And combine that with kind of limited exploration and the big part of Skyrim that a lot of people liked, the world, right? Uh, it's just kind of like a loss for me. I don't really like exploring so much in Skyrim. Uh, I don't really like what I'll find uh, in Skyrim. Um, and I guess that kind of gets to the, the next thing about Skyrim is like, what do you actually do in the game? And of course you have a main quest that you follow and it's like, yeah, main quest is fine. That's typically not how I play these types of games. I like fucking around. I like doing random stuff. And there is a good bit of fucking around in Skyrim. You can like murder people straight up, like mess with towns, have the law chase after you, uh, <laughs> go into dungeons, like get really overpowered in magic and, and combat and all that sort of stuff. And that stuff's good. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the dungeons, I will say. I, I don't know if it was this one or in Oblivion, or it might be both actually, where they started using a lot of like randomly generated uh, or pre-generated designs. So they, they started feeling a lot less uh, handcrafted and a bit more like random all over the place. And I'm fine with random all over the place in games like Minecraft specifically, but like with open world games like this, uh, I find it much more interesting when it's like a, an actual handcrafted experience um, and really takes advantage of that rather than being like, yeah, I mean, the dungeon AI just kind of put together a bunch of rocks and shit and whatever. So that's already kind of another thing where it's like, man, a lot of the dungeons feel the same. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of them look the same. A lot of them feel the same. Once you've gone through a dungeon or two, uh, you've pretty much gone through the rest of them. And so it's just like, it's a lot of cycles. It's a lot of repeats. It's a lot of, oh, I've been there, done that before. You have a lot of the same combat encounters, only like... The only difference is how you choose to dispatch them, whether you go magic or, or melee and stuff like that. And then outside of the combat stuff, which is fine, um, I didn't even really get a whole lot of like role-playing type elements. Like you can have a house and you can read books, which is nice, and you can even do a couple of side activities, but like you really aren't enjoying Skyrim unless you're into the thick of combat a lot of the time. Like the game kind of lives and dies on combat. Um, because when you're doing anything that's not related to that, it feels a lot more boring to me. Again, very personal. I don't like managing the, the inventory system. I don't like that in a lot of Bethesda games where you feel like you're over encumbered. Like, give me the tools I need game. I don't want to be like fucking, I got to pick and choose which bow and arrow I want and which boots I want because if I'm over encumbered and yada, yada, yada. Uh, another Bethesda thing that I'm just not a fan of in general, this is not a Skyrim specific issue, is leveling up in these games. I haven't really been a big fan of because it's all dependent on how much you use the skill itself. And by doing that and by leveling up at certain points of the game, uh, the game can be way harder or way easier than it needs to be. And it just feels like from a difficulty perspective, I, I don't really like the way they, they tackled it. I, I would much prefer like a Breath of the Wild type scenario where it's like, the, the only thing stopping you at any point is your skill. And the world is just going to be designed with places that are incredibly hard. But if you, like, are good enough and you can master it, like, you can go and tackle that challenge and beat that challenge. Whereas it feels like in Skyrim a lot of the time, you have to be that level and you have to have that experience or you're going to get fucking uh, annihilated, personally. But uh, those are a lot of my main issues with Skyrim. Those are kind of the big hitters. Uh, I just feel like while the game was lauded for being this big improvement for open world games, like 
I think the fact of the matter just comes down to there have been a lot better open world games than Skyrim. And that's a good thing. Like, we've improved a lot since Skyrim. We've made advancements in how worlds are built, how side quests are dealt with, the main stories, balancing that with the fun stuff that you can do on your own. Uh, I think of a lot of Rockstar games. I think of GTA V. I think of Red Dead Redemption 2. And on Nintendo's end, like, Breath of the Wild is, like, the pinnacle of all that. Like, I could get lost in Breath of the Wild's world forever. Uh, I just feel like there's a lot more options then. Skyrim, and I like the, the, the perspective, like the camera perspective of Breath of the Wild a lot more. Um, but open world games have just evolved a lot since then. And it's like, I feel like the only reason that Skyrim is still around is like, well, number one, the legacy of it, right? Like, it's a huge game. Uh, and number two, there hadn't been a new Elder Scrolls in so long. So a lot of people are just like trying to salvage it and mod it to so many different unique ways and trying to get the most out of the engine and everything. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I respect that. Like, Shoot, like, I, I have to because, like, I'm one of the people who still likes Melee, like, 20 years later. Like, I, I really appreciate, like, a community coming around and getting the most out of games as a whole. Uh, but at a certain point, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's better options out there. Even in, even in the Fallout realm, I've heard that the, a lot of those Fallout New Vegas and 3, even if for an open world experience, is a better time than Skyrim is. Uh, I just felt like the game kind of got a lot of, uh, like press early on and got celebrated really early on to the point where like a lot of people kind of view it in this overrated lens. Um, and I'm not necessarily one of those people, I guess. Uh, I, I may not be like a big fan of the game, but I totally see the merits that it does have the things that it does really well and how it pretty much influenced a lot of open world design over the next 10 years. Like again, Skyrim is a monumental game guys. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people discuss it as a meme, but go back and look at like 2011 the gaming space and how much of it was dominated by Skyrim and how much the next couple of years were dominated with games like Skyrim. Like Bethesda hit on something really well. Uh, but at the same time, there's a lot about Skyrim that could be improved. Uh, there's a lot about its open world design, a lot about its combat, a lot about how it evolves, its story content and side content. Um, visually, I think it's due for a major makeover. Like, it's crazy to think in 2011 that this game was a very pretty visually pleasing game. Whereas nowadays I, I look at Skyrim and I like, ugh, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't look at it anymore. I'm going to be honest. It's so, I'm not a graphic snob, but like there, there's a difference, right? The, visually, I don't think Skyrim is going to hold up a whole lot in the upcoming years. That's fine. Not every game has to, but yeah. I think that's all I really have to talk about. I'm not going to extend this episode longer than it needs to be. Um, I, I guess what I will say is, like, if you have to play a version of Skyrim, probably play the PC version. I remember the PS3 version having a lot of loading times and a lot more technical issues. Whereas with Steam, you get the nice-looking version, and you can have mod support and stuff like that, which is great. And you can get a lot of it cheaper as well. Like, Skyrim is dirt cheap, guys. Like... If, if you want to try Skyrim just to see, like, go ahead. The game is incredibly cheap. I do think there is some value in playing it uh, again just to kind of see what it was all about or whatever. And, like, it's a, it's a game that's so cheap that you might as well just, like, try and see what it's all about. But, uh, yeah, those are just sort of my opinions. Hopefully you got something out of this, Parker. <laughs> Hopefully this was satisfactory enough. I'm sure I'm going to get DMs from him and be like, okay, so this is what you got wrong. This is what you what you messed up on, and I'm going to type all these things that you did wrong. 
It's like, okay, whatever. I'm doing it for you, Parker. I'm celebrating your achievement. Go watch Parker's Skyrim series. He's going to be hitting episode 100 soon. His YouTube channel is carrying Knight. Check out all of his content. Love you, dude. Thank you again for donating to the Patreon. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this as well. If you want to donate and get your own topic for Aiden on Acre, check out my Patreon, Blue Couch Productions. Uh, just search it up. You should be able to find it. You can also donate to the podcast through Anchor. Any amount you want to helps keeps the show going. You don't have to, but you can if you want. I appreciate that as always. And uh, one last plug, check out all the links and stuff to the description below my YouTube channel and my other projects if you're interested in all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, with all that being said, I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions and I'm signing off. Bye bye.